This week on Another Brother. Oh, yes. Tom Clancy. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Shoot. Yeah, I feel like I had a rocket launcher or something as well. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Anti-tank. A, a boom, boom stick. Yeah. What if I he's, don't know. What if he's blocked the memory? That <laughs> happens. People do. I think it's he'd dramatic. remember. I mean, I this has been like a vivid thing for me since that happened. What I can't heck? believe I've never heard this. I know. I know. Well, yeah. So let's talk video games. Before anybody tunes out, though, <laughs> uh, too late. We're not, <laughs> They're we're not, gone we're already. Not, we're not just going to talk about video games. We have a unique perspective. Like a lot of people think a lot of bad stuff about video games, and some of it's true, obviously. But you know, video games were a part of what cemented the relationship that we have as siblings and that's what we uh want to talk about at least this time Uh, pretty much every other time we're just going to be nerding out about video games probably so i know what i want to talk about it's uh it may not be a series of games that you guys would consider uh you're not going to say pikmin are you no (laughs) (laughs) you guys probably won't consider it like one of the most formative series of games for any of us but it surprised me i will say oh you know already but i would say it's in the upper tier maybe even the upper echelon (laughs) the third echelon oh perfect dark no good one do i get a guess do i get a guess yeah echelon third echelon third echelon um i feel like i want to Start miming. Gosh. Ubisoft. Oh, yes. Tom Clancy. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Shoot. What's it called? Yeah. Sam Fisher. Uh, uh-huh. I was, I was um, working on some wood yesterday, and oh, man. Splinter Cell. Yeah, Splinter <laughs> Cell. Yes. Epic gameplay. Yeah. Uh, for Dad, Ubisoft is a French producer of video games that uh, has studios in other places in the world too usually places that uh, speak french but uh, they produced a series of video games called tom clancy's splinter cell and they actually have quite a few tom clancy series of games based on his books but uh yeah 20th anniversary apparently they're remaking the original game right now oh sweet remaking not just like updating the graphics we're right. doing like a full, full bottom up. Yeah, nice. not just you know crappy little things. They're redoing the engine entirely. Oh. They're adding ray traced global illumination. Wow. Uh, to get that realistic lighting. But also Splinter Cell. Um, I think that was like revolutionary for me. Yeah. Because of um, so there's a specific uh, munition type for his rifle. I can't. The aerofoil is that what it's called? Do you remember? I don't remember. It's like a a disc. Yeah. Yeah. And it knocks him out. A Lima Lima. Yeah. So just completely silent. So silent. 
so less than lethal and you just nail guys in the face with it yeah i thought that was so cool yeah it was just such like i hadn't played anything like it before like no. the world was so interactive like you want to be in the dark but you can't find a light switch just shoot the light <laughs> then you're in the dark and now you're hiding and you can flip on your night vision and you can see and the bad guys can't just crawling along the pipes under right. the ceiling uh -huh. line and you just uh -huh. crawling 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 and snap someone's neck and keep going and my understanding is that they didn't really invent stealth gameplay like there was an older series of games called Thief mm -hmm. that kind of invented all of that, but I had never heard of Thief until a few years ago, and I've certainly never played those games. But... You're probably talking about like uh, first-person shooter stealth, right? Yeah, yeah, and just the whole idea that the game can be based on not killing everybody, not going in guns blazing, not being seen, having to be clever and uh, tricky and skilled and not just mm. good at putting your crosshairs at the right place at the right time mm. was, yeah. It completely flips super fun. the idea of an FPS upside down on its head. Yeah, which you do do sometimes, literally. You just, like, pick those guys <laughs> up and choke them out while you're hanging upside down from the pipes. Yeah, so good. All with those three green lenses just glowing in the dark so emblematic so yeah, yeah so good i mean ridiculous it would totally give away your position <laughs> i still have the uh, sound effect in my mind Jerry. when you yeah when you flip it on just it's kind of like uh iron man powering up one of his repulsors yeah so good i was telling alex didn't we have it on 3ds I, I think so. I yeah. think you guys had the Chaos Theory. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's what you're saying. On the DS. D it was DS. Yeah. Not yeah. the 3DS. Yeah. And it was multiplayer, though. Yeah. So we would stay up, like, late at night. We probably got it for Christmas and, like, yeah, probably two, three weeks immediately following. Just stayed up every night playing it. Yeah. I can't beds. remember what they called it. Team Link or whatever Nintendo's right. system to system multiplayer thing was called. Yeah. Apparently, according to this Ubisoft video on YouTube... Xbox Live was launched on the back of the multiplayer in Chaos Theory because it was originally an Xbox game that they somehow ported to the DS. Wait, uh, wait, what? The Hold Xbox on. Live service? Uh, this is what they made it sound like. I may have misunderstood, but... Sorry, you said Ubisoft made it sound like this. Yes, correct. Okay. Uh, I wasn't super paying attention to the lower thirds when people, new people came and said things. So this guy may have worked for Xbox. I, I wasn't paying attention to who this person was who was saying this, but, uh, the, the video, whoever it was in the video, the video made it sound like, yeah, Xbox live was advertised as like an awesome service using this game, chaos theory splinter cell chaos theory and the multiplayer as like uh this is why this is cool this is why you need it mm. this is like the future of video games which i had no idea yeah mm. and we were we were obviously late to the whole xbox party yeah we were but i still they were like bungie microsoft purchased bungie mm -hmm. to sell the xbox Right. And, like, on Xbox release, they were bundling it with Halo, weren't they? Yeah. See. But Xbox Live wasn't a thing yet. 
True. It was all about the land partying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Hooking there up your go. systems in person to play. Yeah. Good, good call. <sighs> or or co-op, not co-op, but like split screen on the same couch. Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole nother. Man, that was so, a whole nother episode. Oh my gosh, yeah. So good. Yeah, like Halo, mm. Halo, Bungie was making Halo for Apple. It was going to be a Macintosh game until Microsoft bought them. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> thank goodness. That's that would oh man. I don't know that they were making it for Apple, but it was going to be on Macintosh. If Apple had gone into the video game space, I know. I mean, even selling the idea to Bill Gates was apparently like super risky, and yeah. only worked because Xbox stands for DirectX. DirectX. Box. So they want to make a uh, separate right. hardware box for DirectX processing. Mm-hmm. And then they just built it from there into a gaming system. We're getting real nerdy now. <laughs> okay, great game. All right, I'm up. Yeah, do it. My what? What's the? What's the? Um, ga- the games that made us? Is that what this? Is sure. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm down for that. The games that uh-huh. made us. Okay, the game that I <clears throat> wanted to highlight that had a big impact on me. You guys are already know what I'm going to say. Are we going to guess it? You already know it. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, you forgot it? I already forgot you told us. But now do you remember that I told you? Do you know what it is? Uh, okay. Iris has had RSV for a couple of days. Oh, really? I am exhausted. Yeah. I've oh, gotten man. terrible sleep. I have forgotten what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, go ahead. <laughs> not really a series. There's two games. Right. Two games. Unfortunately, not, not a series. Yeah. Because they were good. Although... It, Military shooter. <laughs> Death, that's right. Okay, yeah. okay. You remember ahead. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My game <laughs> is Conflict, colon, Desert Storm by Pivotal Games. That's this what game, it was called? Oh, man. Yeah. I thought it was Operation Desert Storm, like the actual... Not that, not that I'm that saying you're wrong, to you? but yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, can, I just remembered yeah. Operation. I just remembered Operation Desert Storm. Right. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, conflict. Desert conflict, Storm. Conflict. Desert Storm. Good. To mm. This game was so great, and it came at like just the right time where we had our yeah. Xbox. Yeah. Um, we were already used to these Halo LAN parties we were doing, and I don't remember when we got it or why we got it, but. Um, I remember being interested in something a little more realistic, less sci-fi shooter, right? but still like military tactical type thing. And we yeah. found this game on a whim, probably down at our local... Uh, oh, it was absolutely game crazy. Game crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, it was sweet. The, I think it worked for us the best because it was four-player co-op. That was the split best Split screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... and the game's designed to have four dedicated personality types, weapons, or, or I should say specialists. Yeah. And um, so we each kind of, I don't even think, I think it was very organic. We just yeah, kind of like yeah. picked a guy and then we just stuck with it. Naturally fell in. Yeah. So there was, so I was the rifleman. Um, the, yeah, ranger, I think it might have been what it was called. Yeah. Because you also had like. The the laser rangefinder yep. for lasing targets. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. So I was him. Rifleman, assaultman. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Alex, you were the sniper, sniper. and demo. And demo I played guy. two guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was a little disorienting sometimes, but. <laughs> but you're providing your own sniper overwatch. Yeah. For your own other right. guy. It was pretty sweet. Yeah. And then Jacob was our heavy weapons specialist. He was our heavy. Big guns. Big guns. Did well, you have demo? mini guns, technically, I think. <laughs> mini guns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I had a rocket launcher or something as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anti-tank. A, a boom boom stick. Yeah, heavy weaponry. You were like the the yeah. largest uh, machine gunner, heavy heavy machine gunner, yeah. anti-tank guy. Oh, I just yeah. love it. I think the demo guy that I played on occasion when necessary, I think he had like a pistol and then a bunch of Claymore remote, mines, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, remote uh, detonated explosives, C4, a lot of C4. Yeah. So one of you said the second iteration is on Steam. Josh yeah, said that. Yeah. We're, we're gonna have to buy it. Absolutely. Like, it's it's a done deal. It might it might even be like an update. I don't know. I don't we'll have to it. do a let's play yes. of that game. I'm already getting excited. I mean it's so sweet because you're just going through Desert Storm as a British SAS team specialized and like I remember like we'd be entering like a cut down in the rocks, which now after having been to Iraq multiple times, I have no idea where these guys are supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't look like anything familiar to me. (laughs) But, and then we start, you know, you know, you're approaching where enemy positions are and you're getting like nervous and you're like, okay, time to send the sniper out. And if I remember right, Alex would always push out ahead of us, stealth, sneak, Get into some sort of high ground overwatch position. Spot people. Let us spot know people going for on. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we knew the best routes of approach and then, and then Do a Jacob little bit of recce. Yeah. Some recce. A little recce. But this game, so the reason I chose this game was predominantly because those roles we chose kind of continued into other activities we did predominantly uh, or mostly um, like paintball later. Right. Yeah. Same with uh, Splinter Cell. For me, like, mm. that stealth gameplay is just, like, it's probably what made me want to be the sniper. Yeah, I see that. Oh, that's another, that's a story for another time. This amazing shot I hit <laughs> Greg in, not in the head, I think. Somewhat unrelated, but we're going to have to talk, we're going to have to talk about Camp Riley at some time as well. Yeah. I Did never you never get to go, go, Alex? I never got to go. I'm oh, still a little no. bitter about it. It was great. I would be too. It sounded amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't I was never a great paintballer. I was always the youngest out there anyway. I, I don't think I would have considered myself the the tank or heavy gunman <laughs> while while we were paintballing. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but all other That like, was Eric fit. Gosh. Eric Gosh was the heavy <laughs> yeah. in the paintball scene. All other video games and even like tabletop games were applicable yeah definitely we like kind of carried on and just naturally continued these roles even when we've done like D D, mm-hmm. we we've mm-hmm. kind of just built characters around that way as well yeah yeah strange because it does kind of feel natural yeah at this point we just know our roles now apparently and also probably a story from another time you know who the tank was beyond eric dad 
<laughs> Remember, Dad? You're just going. Ah! Yes. <laughs> you guys just have to play with Dad a lot more than I do. Oh man, he a was lot crazy. More. Oh. Yeah, he would like, like assault the barn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no cover. Shot inside. me in the hand. It hurts so bad. <laughs> I had a scar for so long. It's gone now. But okay, Jacob. Okay. Well, I don't know. So Alex and I don't know yours. That's right. So last week when we were just chatting, I had mentioned two games. They're pretty obvious, like in your face. One was already alluded to. Um, Today? Yeah. Okay. Bungie. Oh, okay. Oh, not Pikmin. Yeah, okay. Totally. <laughs> I'll still not Pikmin. I'm going to drop these two though. So I'll, I'll just put it on record. My top two are No Particular Order, Smash Bros, mm. and Halo. Those have to be my top two. Same. Yeah. But since you guys chose, you know, further down the list, I will sure. too. Uh, EA Sports. NHL hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I thought that's oh, all yeah. it would take. That was really the only sports game we probably played together anyway. Okay. So this game. I think we played a little NFL Blitz too. But Did we? mostly NHL yeah, hits. What about yeah. SSX Tricky? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> Oh, that one was fun. But NHL Hits, this was like 2002. I think it was NHL Hits 02. I can't remember that for sounds sure. familiar. Oh, first off, before I really jump in, the soundtrack mm, yeah. was amazing. Like probably the best video game soundtrack out there. Limp Bizkit, Puddle of Mud. I mean, just great I think, music. I think that was like maybe Corn. the first game we got in that generation of video gaming that actually had like a soundtrack that you could set up and play and skip tracks. Tony Hawk. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe started okay. it. You're probably right. That was, that was a sweet soundtrack too. Yeah. Uh, and a good game. And a good game. So NHL hits was still in the area of sports games where not that it was cartoony, but it was over the top, bigger mm -hmm. than life. Mm -hmm. Very arcadey. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like the early Madden games were, uh, NFL Blitz was so it was it was four on four hawker hockey oh boy four v four hockey including the goalie so really three v three so again it just worked perfectly mm -hmm. sorry Liz Lizzie was still a little she little younger little. so the three of us would just play together team up against the you know CPU team and actually ironically enough the three main archetypes kind of fell into this too right you've got the defender who's in the back sure. who's the big yeah. guy who you would want to get into the fist fights yep oh i forgot about the fight oh, yeah that's why i was so the no. you do these like hip checks and stick checks that were just oh, huge yeah. like just flooring people break the glass break pop them through the glass <laughs> bring the two guys in the center of the ring and yeah, it, it was basically like rock, paper, scissors, where you'd have three buttons that you could choose. Uh, oh, yeah. To, you know, the different hit you did would interact differently with the right. hit the player do, uh, the computer does. Right. So all kinds of fist fights. The one-timers were so good. Going on fire as a team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. was just so good. Oh. It was just a blast just, all around. So fun. Oh, and then uh, there's just so much to it. You could make your own teams. So like these weird 
character things like Anubis, Snowman, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. just all kinds of ridiculous <laughs> oh things. You develop your characters, you gain points, increase their stats, you know. Back when video games were still just about fun. Yeah. I totally forgot about all of those things. Yeah, the only I, mean, thing, I did too. The only thing I remembered was the big heads. Oh, yeah. You yeah. should oh, make your heads like head three mode. times as large as your Yeah, yeah. it was That's on the load classic. screen going into the match. You could button smash and try to hit a certain combo of buttons, oh, and that would yeah. give you different traits or characteristics right. or power-ups in-game. Right. That's yeah. right. I just loved it. I thought it was so goofy. <laughs> and then you're, yeah, checking people with this massive cranium. <laughs> Have another honorable mention, Rock Band. Oh, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, we played that in the college. Mm-hmm. Good times. <sighs> ah, students! Hey, kids. Do you know what time it is? Story time! To tell my story... First, I want to give you an idea of what it was like to grow up in Kaiser, Oregon. And I need your guys' help because we all had a slightly different lens and perspective on the city. Sure. If you can call it a city. So Kaiser, as a kid, and I'll I'll, uh, preface with this. This story happened around when I was about 10 years old, maybe 11, so around the year... 97, 98. So it's like a 10 year old, there's only a few landmarks that really stood out to me. So we lived in this uh, home that was our parents, but our our father bought it from his dad. So our dad actually grew up partially. A little bit. A little bit of middle school and high school. And so, in fact, one of his elementary street in Salem. What was that? They were in Salem when dad was in middle school. On D Street? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. But he went to Whitaker. He did. He did. Yeah. Okay. So they moved. Yeah. Anyways, to McNary. Never mind. Yeah. So, in fact, one of the um, <clears throat> teachers from, from Whitaker Middle School lived in the cul-de-sac right next to our house. So, anyway, so, so you've got our home, our street that we live on, and then you have Lock Haven. And basically, as a 10-year-old, the only other real landmarks are the Albertsons, because go there shopping with mom and dad. The Game Crazy, which is right there next to the Albertsons. <laughs> uh-huh. You've got the big open field. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, where that barn was. The yeah. church. Yep. Then you got the church. And then you've got, I guess, Gupser, if you keep going, up 14th Street. You've got Whitaker Middle School. And then you've got uh, Dayspring Church mm-hmm. on the other side of Whitaker Middle School. And then, you know, some of, because some of our family friends lived... Um, back past Dayspring on McLeod, some landmarks down McLeod. Mostly yeah. uh, the group of friends that we had that lived up in that part of the of the town. I'd like to add 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. But that was right around by Albertsons. Yes. Yeah, of course. All yeah. the same area. Yes, fair. And further the other direction towards the high school, Taco Bell. Because we would ride mm. our bikes to Taco Bell and fill up the unlimited soda into our bike water bottles before we keep driving. <laughs> So I had a friend, one of my good friends, um, Brandon. So Brandon was my my good buddy. I think you guys both knew him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So he lived on Gentif Court. The one I drummed with? Yes. Yeah, totally nobody. Oh, he was a drummer? Okay, he lived where? So he lived on Gentif Court. Where's this? Which was just south of Zachris Court, which is where Chris and Sean oh, yeah, okay. and Megan Aaron grew up. Oh, okay. Okay. So Gentif and Zachris Court both butt up against Whitaker Middle School field. Mm-hmm. And just south of Gentif was an open field that butted up against Day Spring Fellowship Church. So between Whitaker Middle School and the field behind Dayspring was just a lot of field. And particularly the one behind Dayspring was like really tall, weedy grass. Like it would grow up to maybe three and a half, four feet tall um, for as long as I remember uh, when I was younger. I don't know if they actually grew crop there or not. So uh, Gentif connects directly to Zachris Court. And then Zachris is your only outlet from Gentif to McLeod. And if you keep taking McLeod north, you get towards some of our other friends' house, particularly, uh, in particular to this story, um, Max's house yeah. is a few roads down and then to the left. So I was kind of, I don't know how to describe myself at that age, kind of uh, interested in a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Just adventure and and uh, pushing mayhem. boundaries, yeah. mayhem, maybe a little bit of mayhem. Just excitement. I just want, you know, we liked excitement. And I was, this particular night in the summer. Remember this, because Caden just turned 10, right? Oh my gosh. Prepare so yourself. <laughs> yeah, my son, my oldest, is the age I was when I started doing all these things. That's eye-opening. <laughs> Wow, that really puts it in perspective for me when I tell this story. That's ridiculous. Well, this particular summer night, uh, I was about 10 or 11. I was having a sleepover at Brandon's house, uh, just the two of us. And um, they had this big room that was a sliding door. It's like the back of the home. And we'd just sleep there on the floor in, in sleeping bags. And no one would bother us like the whole night we were basically in it would feel like we were in the home by ourselves and we might have been. <laughs> don't actually know but i'm getting the feeling that we were we had noticed that someone was trying to develop the field between okay. dayspring fellowship church and gentif court and we'd go back through his backyard we'd hop this fence and there would be little surveyor stakes out in the field. It had been mowed down. All there were were surveyor, uh, surveyor stakes with different color coded flags on them. Blue, yellow, green, red. Um, we assumed blue was like for water pipes, but they were very clearly marking out infrastructure to put in place to build mm-hmm. something. Sure. And when I consult my map, because I haven't been there, been back there, um, there's a full residential neighborhood there now. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap. Yeah. So it's basically just Whitaker's field and... Uh, and then homes, and then the church. <laughs> so we were kind of vigilantes, and we viewed ourselves as vigilantes. <laughs> we did not want them to put houses in there. So that <laughs> night, we went out, and we pulled up every single <laughs> stake. And this wasn't the first time. So I had we had another sleepover oh earlier gosh. that summer. Hold on. <laughs> Have mom or dad ever heard about this story? I don't. I feel like that part, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So there's more of that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. No, that was just what got us out at night. 
that's what got us into the situation. Oh, what got okay. you in trouble. Got okay. It. Got it. So this was the second time we had done this. We literally pulled up every single one of these stakes. And then to make it even harder for these guys, like, I can't remember where we hit them, but we hit them somewhere that these guys won't be able to find. So this night, we finish our goodly deeds to preserve the fields in Kaiser, and we hop back over his fence again to his home, and somehow the door was locked. Oh. And we couldn't get back into the back. And it's like, crud, we have to go around to the front. But the, the only way to get around to the front of the house was to, we couldn't, like, we were afraid of waking up his parents and some other things. There were still hours left in the in the evening. So we're like, we'll just go walk. We'll walk around the field. Wait, so what time of night is this? This is probably one in the morning. What time of the year? Summer. Summer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we head back into over his fence into the field and we head out to McLeod. We turn left to make our way back to Zachris so we can do our button hook and then hit Gentif and hopefully find a way to get into the front of the house. As we are going, we're walking down the sidewalk. It's really dark, but we have pretty full moon illumination. And on the left-hand side of the, of the sidewalk, you have these really tall Arbavita stands. Super tall full shadows beneath these arbovitas. We're going, and all of a sudden, at the same time, we're on McLeod still. Brandon and I get the exact same terrible, creepy, spine-tingling feeling. And we both, without even like looking at each other or saying anything, we both just stop dead in our tracks. And we both look across McLeod at this street, that uh, house that we're directly standing across. And I don't know why, there's just this extremely powerful compulsion to look at this front door of this house. And without coordinating, we're both looking at this house when all of a sudden the door, there's no lights on in any of these homes. Like everything is just dark. The front door opens, it's pitch black in the house. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> no kidding, there I was, the Slenderman materialized from the doorway. This is 1998. We're talking like six years, five or six years before Marble Hornets. Before YouTube? Yes. YouTube's not even a thing yet. Creepypastas isn't a thing. Like, tracking urban legends like this isn't... <laughs> the only difference was he didn't have a white mask for a head he was all black <laughs> this guy comes out of the doorway and his head is like scraping the bottom of the doorway when he comes out he stands up straight and he's taller by like a foot than the door and just thin super long thin arms super long thin legs and just moving in straight motions like no bend in the arms no bend in the knees and he follows the pathway from the door straight to the sidewalk he turns and starts going north up mcleod like one or two steps like super long like gosh probably like eight foot long strides it was like so crazy looking he takes one or two strides and he stops and brian and i are standing in the middle of the sidewalk with like moon illumination on us and he turns and looks at us and we're not moving like we're not breathing we're just 
trying to figure out what the heck is this thing. And then he starts crossing the McLeod right at us. It's like one in the morning. We freak out. We run. We get to Zachary's. We turn left. We're running out of Zachary's until we get to Gentif. We turn on the Gentif. We get to Brandon's house. The front door is locked. We're ringing the doorbell. We're knocking on the doors as we can. We're screaming for his parents to wake up. They are not coming to the door. We cannot get into the house. We don't know, like, we don't know what to do. We're pretty certain this thing's following us. We turn around. Like, okay, like, what do we do? We determined to go to Max's house. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to go back yeah, that's past like, it. In multiple blocks. That's like three, four blocks that you're trying to book it. We had, we so we turned around and looked behind us and there's no one there. What? But we can't get into Brandon's house and his parents aren't responding yeah. for whatever reason. Right. So we get in the shadows and we're going from bush to bush. Shadow, 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 shadow. We get over to the far side of Zachary's. Shadow, shadow. We still can't see this guy. Keep going. We turn up on McLeod, sticking in the Arborvita shadows, and we see him again. He's just a little bit down the road, back on the other side of McLeod, just standing there under, under a streetlight. That's not on. And he's just standing there. And so we pause, we wait, we breathe, we look. He's not doing anything. So we just keep making our way down the cloud as slowly and quietly as we can. And as soon as we get even with him, he crosses the street again at us. What? And like, I mean, I'm 10 or 11. I probably don't know. I don't know much of anything. I swear we were... It was pitch black in the shadows. Like I, we were we were in full black. Like when I pack for these sleepovers, I pack all black. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mo that we do because we know we're gonna go hang out at night. So we're all in black, head to toe. I think this might have been even one of the nights that we did black face paint. You know, oh, yeah. we used to do that. Yeah, you did. We were crazy about yeah. it. Yeah. This guy comes across and he's. You know, pretty slow, but he's he's gaining pretty fast. So we hit, we jump out of the shadows, get to the sidewalk, and just start sprinting. And this guy's gaining on us. No bend in his legs, just like straight scissoring. Like Minecraft. Minecraft. Uh, mm, Enderman, Enderman. Scissoring fast. And we're like, we can't get away from this guy. We run to Max's window. We finally get to to their street start banging on Max's window. He opens it. He's like, what the heck's going on? And we jump <laughs> and we're climbing in and we're like pulling ourselves up and because we're short little guys and we're like, ah, and we're like, close the window, close the window. Slams it shut. We're like, you know, close the blinds. He closes it and we just cower in the corner of the room and like just freaked out. Max's mom comes in the room and she's like, what, you know, like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it might have no been his dad. Kidding. I can't remember who it was. But uh, Max is like, oh, yeah, Josh and Brandon were having a sleepover and they thought they'd come over sort of a thing. Like totally covering. One <laughs> thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, again, these things aren't like unheard of for us. Okay. So it's just kind of like, uh, okay. And then like, we just sat there, told everything to Max, explained it all. He's like, what the heck? You guys should stay here. And we're like, well, now we're kind of worried. Like, like we cannot explain what we saw, what this guy was. It was so absurdly out of anything we'd ever experienced. Um, and we were worried about his parents. We're like, 
well, why is it that all of a sudden we can't get into his house? How did the back door lock? Like, we couldn't explain any of it. So we were like, there's some supernatural thing going on with Brandon's family in his house. Oh, okay. And so we're like, no, we have to get back to Brandon's house. And we did. Like, we did, you know, we it's probably 2.30, maybe 3 in the morning. It might have been later. I think I remember the sun. It was get, The sky was getting a little bit brighter. But we did the same. We backtracked and never saw the thing again. We got to his front door. is still locked. Parents still weren't responding. Went around to the back door. Sign door open this time. What? Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, like, to this day, when I remember this, it still freaks me out because I have no explanation for it but i absolutely know what i saw and experienced and it was crazy okay so we all love paranormal in general yeah i'm a huge skeptic i love thinking about it listening to stuff uh i don't generally really heavily buy into things even though i believe people generally tell real stories to you're like the first person I know who's had like a legitimate, inexplainable paranormal experience. And I don't know how to react to this right now. <laughs> I genuinely, I don't even know what to think about this. Uh, you know, I could chalk it up to being a kid. Can you though? If I wanted to, if I wanted to be super um, critical. Yeah. I could say, well, I was a 10 year old. Have you um, talked with Brandon about this ever since that time? Yeah, we got to get Brandon onto the we show. We get Brandon because this. Yeah, it, his exactly. If there's corroboration, right? It, it's different when it's well. I mean, it's not like he wouldn't have been going along with this whole thing having not seen it as well. Oh yeah. <sighs> what if I he's what if he's blocked the memory? That <laughs> happens. People do. I think he's remember. I mean, I. This has been like a vivid thing for me since that happened. What? The I heck? can't believe I've never heard this. I know. I know. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't. It was Max and uh, not Adam. Max and Brandon and I. You've got. You, you've got to ask Brandon about it. I mean, you probably didn't have the vocabulary to talk about it until the Slender Man. Yeah. Well, came. that's why. Yeah. Know? Afterwards, when I would think back to it, I'd be like, I have a way to understand. What, what this was, was. Okay, I want to back you up to the initial sighting of it. Yeah. Materialize. Because it's so black. Everything's so black. The doorway was so, he so was dark. He it was, was dark so inside dark. the house. So it's like black coming out of black into the light, and now you can see a slight silhouette. Oh, that just yeah. gave me shivers. And I had chills the first time you described it. Dude, no explanation. And the Did thing- the door shut behind him? I don't think so. Well, you should have run into his house. <laughs> Shut him out. Well, now that I think about it, I think I remember him having a bag. Because I remember thinking, like, did this guy just rob this house? Is this guy like a, burg- a pur- purple burglar? Purple burglar alarm? Purple burglar alarm? I remember thinking, like, is this guy a burglar? And I can't remember if that's because I saw something with him or just because everything what was black explanation already. Yeah. Yeah. There are no lights in the house, even before he came out of the house. Who does that? I don't know. And and the thing that's so that I'm so heavily reminded of was just like the very strong, powerful feelings mm. that something's wrong, 
Look and over it's over there. and it's over there. Thank you. Thank you. Dang it, that's what I was gonna do. Oh shoot. Do it. You're gonna do it better. Thank you for being our brother. Wow, did that we might just be too energetic that? though. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take another run at it then. Okay. For, for being our brother. brother. <laughs> that, the first one was too energetic. <laughs> gotcha. For show notes and other brother goodness, check out our website. Be sure to come back next week. And tell your friends so they too can become a brother of a year. Brother of a